to Mind of a Black Author. I'm your host, Enigma, and today we're going to be talking about the book Confessions of a Call Center Junkie, The Diary of Lelo, and it's part of the Call Center Tales trilogy. So this book was my first book that I ever wrote, and it was uh, published online around October of uh, 2017. And as far as being a writer, I didn't really want to go into the typical writing thing, you know, where you write the dialogue, you write the actions, etc., etc. What I did with this book was I wanted it to be the words of the character. So I wrote it as a diary, which is why it's called The Diary of Lelo. Lelo is the main character of the book, and it basically is a year of her life, or a little over a year, or something like that. And a lot of things happen with this book. The reason why I decided to write this was because I wanted to, like I said, publish a book, but I wasn't really comfortable in writing in a traditional style. And plus, I really just wanted this character to speak out to people, and you're basically looking at the tales and everything that she's going through, through her own words. Now, the beauty behind this book and the reason why it was my first book and it's probably one of my favorite books is because that's what you're getting. You're getting her diary. You're getting her innermost thoughts. Now, keep in mind, though, the way we see ourselves, perception may be a little different. And that's the reason why I followed it up with the I did another uh, follow up diary after this. And then I did a Chronicles of Lelo book, which was written in the more traditional sense. And some of the things that she did in this book or some of the things she described in this book actually happened in the Chronicles book. And you can see it happened a little differently than what she's saying. And that's because we all have our own way of seeing things. And so that's the beauty behind it. A lot of these things, you know, is she telling the truth or is she telling the full truth? She's or she's just saying things what she believes. And I think that's what made this story very unique. So the thing about Lilo is me and her have a connection. And let me tell you why. So she's a call center supervisor during the book. And it was the same time that I was a call center supervisor. A lot of the tales and stories dealing with the call center were things that I was going through at the time. So some of those stories are legitimately real. I mean, really, the only thing that's not real about this tale is anything dealing with the relationships or the love stories or things like that. Because, yeah, obviously, I wasn't going through all of that. But um, and also the addiction, because she does struggle with drug addiction, alcohol and things like that. So, yeah, that I was definitely not going through any of that. But anything dealing with her work life, those are uh, accurate and true tales. But the funny thing about it is it was her mood. And I want people to pay attention, those who do read it or those who have read it. The thing about her mood is if she had a good day, it was because I had a good day. If she had a bad day, it was because I had a bad day. And this book was written for the most part, each date as it was like, you know, you go by each date that she's dating the book. That's the date that I actually wrote in the uh, journal. 
And so everyday matches, with the exception of two entries, and I'm not going to get into which two entries those are, but there are two entries that do not match the dates that I went back and added for storytelling um, purposes. So there's that. But yeah, if you can figure them out, let me know in the comments if you know which one it is or not. <laughs> but what can I say about this character? I think she's promiscuous definitely she's very combative she you know she has friends and she mentioned some of her friends like janet and gia who were actually in the follow-up book and she just has this innate ability to want to basically do what she wants and not have to pay any repercussions for it you know, there's a time in there where she's dating some guy and then she gets mad when Gia starts to date him. Well, she's not really dating him. She likes him and she's really trying to find out, figure out a way to get with him while she's dating another guy. And Gia basically jumps on it and, you know, they kind of have a falling out. Um, her and Janet bump heads a couple of times, but for Janet, I mean... That was actually legitimate because Janet was staying with her at the time. And she's just a terrible house guest. <laughs> and, you know, Janet just uses people. And she kept Janet around. And one of the biggest things about Janet, when Janet finally does come into the story, is Janet deals drugs. And what's the one thing as a junkie or a recovering drug addict you don't want in your life? Well, drugs. And if you have a friend who is essentially paying you to stay in your house with her drugs, I'm just saying, you know, so, you know, there's a lot that goes into that story and she has a lot of relapses. Um, the story is her therapist told her that she should start keeping a journal to kind of talk about her thoughts and things like that, because she had a lot that happened to her in the Chronicles book, which is the third book in the trilogy. And that book is more of a prequel to this book. And so that book ends, like literally ends where this book starts. And so I wanted to do that because I wanted to really show how Leto was in real life. You get an outside version of that in the Chronicles book based on what she thinks she is. And... She's not a bad person, don't get me wrong, but she makes a lot of mistakes and just like all of us, but she doesn't take, you know, accountability on a lot of things neither. And I didn't think she really took accountability to really towards the end um, where she finally accepts certain things that were her fault and, you know, the certain ways that she's talking to people. But I love this character. It was my first book and I really enjoyed writing it in. I would just write in the journal different things like what would she be going through today? What would she be feeling today? You know, certain situations that happened at, you know, my job happened to her. So that was nice for her to see and, you know, really just see where this character was going. I mean, she is very, she's a very, like I said, promiscuous character. She's not a good friend if you want to be <laughs> truthful. And she's definitely not a good person in relationships. I mean, she has a guy that she's dating. And yes, it's all fun and games. And she plays her little roles where she breaks a man. And I'm not going to get into how she does that. And um, 
you know, likes to torment a guy. You know, it's all a game to her when she does these things, but she really does love him because he basically is a guy that just came around at a time where she really needed somebody to be around. But her only problem is she can't just let that go because now another cute guy pops up somewhere and guess what? Oh, now I want to get a taste of that too. And you know, she's a supervisor and she's she was dating one of her um, subordinates, which is if you've worked in a call center, you know that is a no-no. <laughs> and she does it anyway because she's attracted to him. He's attracted to her. They have a good time. And now she's thinking about, hmm, how can I deal more with this and less with that? And, you know, the guy she's with was a good guy. He never cheated on her, treated her right and things like that. But, you know, Lelo is who she is. And that's the thing about her. And that's just one of the tales that's in here. Um, as far as the work stuff, <laughs> I mean, she's she's a hard worker. It's a job that's not suitable for somebody who is in her status. And if you know how she got the job, again, that comes back in the Chronicles book. But you learn how she gets the job. She is not fit for this job. She just isn't. She isn't built to handle that stress level and dealing with uh, different personalities and different people. And that's part of the job that drives her insane. And then there's a lot of the job that she's going through where she's left alone, where she's, um, you know, she, she, she gets mistreated by the job too. And make no mistake, part of that's probably because that's the way I felt about what I was going through. Cause there was many nights that I'm just sitting there being a supervisor by myself to like three or four teams because either this other supervisor doesn't come to work, call out, whatever. And it's a stressful, stressful environment. And she feels that. And, one of the things about it is it, it drives her between that and then her relationship issues where she feels she's no good in relationships anyway. That is what really gets her back into the drugs, you know, having her fall out the wagon. And she would clean up certain times and, you know, do a good stint without getting high. But then there's other times where it's just too much for her. Now, her friend Gia, who is in this book, and the others she's the one person who's really trying to help her they describe a moment in this book where her and Gia first met it was out in the club um, where she was basically on the side of the road um, you know after getting high drunk and all this other type of stuff she was really you know jacked up and Gia didn't really know her like she knows her now she just recognized her from work and then helped her out well in the Chronicles book you actually get to see that whole thing you know that whole reenactment of what happened and you can kind of tell the description between that and what Lalo says here is slightly different but there's a lot of things that happen in that book that's slightly different than the Chronicles and like I said it was purposely done because I wanted to show what really happened as opposed to what Lalo says happened and you see the differences you see how she sees herself a lot of times as the victim as somebody who's, you know, always right and it's just the rest of the world that's the problem. But then you read the Chronicles book and you see it's not necessarily true. Some of that has to do, not some of it, a lot of it has to do with her. And the sad part about it is 
that she doesn't come to that realization until she's really lost everything. And I'm not going to go into the details again. If you want to read what happens, you have to check out the book. But I just thought that this was my first book. It was so fun to do. It was just me writing every date that's on there is the same date I wrote on there. And just a lot of different things happened to this poor girl. <laughs> and, you know, as an author, you really put your uh, characters through hell. I mean, that's why I believe and I, I promise you, I believe every part of this. I believe that God is the ultimate writer. I mean, who else puts their characters through hell, <laughs> you know, and then have them really hoping for the best. And it's like certain things that we're doing as authors, at least for me, we're putting them through hell just like that. So almost like I'm a God over them because I'm writing their story. But she has some ups, she has some downs. There's a lot of tragic things that happen and throughout the tale. And like I said, I'm not going to get too far into it. But yeah, she was my first novel character created, not my first character. That was a totally different character for a totally different book. And I'll talk about that in another uh, book tale. But yeah, Confessions of a Call Center Junkie, The Diary of Lelo. It has been out since 2017. It's written as a diary. So be aware of that. And one of the things about this book, and I'll read some of this because one of my all-time um, favorite reviews came from this uh, person. Uh, she made a couple quotes of the book. Um, and I'll say one of the quotes has, I haven't lost everything like most of them describe. Then again, you have to lose in order to lose everything. So maybe my situation is much worse. That's one quote. Another quote she put on here is, uh, and these are quotes from the actual book itself. I want to be happy, but for some reason, I'm just incapable of being happy. I would rather be depressed because at least while I'm depressed, I'm used to it. I'm used to feeling low about my situation in life. Happiness is what scares me. And that is something that Lelo says. As you can see, she battles with depression as well. And probably, if you want to be fair, it's probably how I was feeling. And... You know, she she made a, a couple of other quotes, but then she she responds with, um, and this is her the uh, reviewer's words. Now she says, "Can't find the words that can even begin to sufficiently express my emotions and feelings. This book resonated so deeply with me, it reduced me to tears that won't stop falling." And when I read that, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> you know, I it was just like, "Wow!" It was just. That really, you know, it really made me feel like I connected with somebody. And this is somebody who I don't even know. This is somebody who read the book and she didn't even give me five stars, which I'm like, huh, she gave me four. I don't know what she gave me that took away the star for. She never said, <laughs> but a four star review to say that that really motivate motivated me to be a writer because I connected to that person in a way that I did not know I was capable of. I was telling a story and yeah, there were some uh, clips like that that she said and it resonated with her and it was just something that connected real well and it just, it motivated me after that. I said, if I can connect to somebody with that, then I want to continue 
to basically write and hopefully I can connect with other people. And I don't know if they were going through something and a lot of this related to her because a lot of people don't realize how stressful those jobs are. But that was one of my favorite reviews of this book. And I will never forget that because, again, normally when you get reviews from people, you know, you're like, okay, yeah, you know, they're, they're being supportive and things like that. But this was just somebody who I had never heard of before. This was not a person I knew. They just happened to read the book. I don't know if they got it when I put it out for free one time, but they read it and they had a, they said a lot of other things in here too. And, um, you know, if anybody wants to take a look at it, I'll probably include it in the uh, comments here so you can read the full review of this one. But that is my, um, I guess that's my perspective on this first book of mine. I just wanted to talk about it since it was my first and uh, just kind of give a background of where I was coming from when I was writing it and just let you know, as the reader, you know, what was behind it, what made this character and this story resonate with me. And I think once you read it, you'll probably understand exactly, you know, where I'm coming from, especially if you've ever been in any of these situations. So that's it. Um, if you want to check out any of my work, as always, hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces. Deuces.